0: hey everybody i hope you are well i was delighted to be joined by chris target from social brokers chris is a real expert when it comes to social media posts social media marketing how you fit that into your schedule chris has been working really closely with a lot of estate agents and mortgage brokers particularly in the past year he's been making great waves so he's got tons of great insights it was a pleasure to have chris on the show i hope you really enjoy listening and watching it please check out Chris and Social for Brokers. Also check out the services at the Mortgage Bro Club. We've got some amazing white label products out there that are going down really well at the moment. But more importantly, please stay well. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the MLC Show for Property Professionals. I am your host, Sean Rogers, and I am delighted to be joined on today's show by Chris Target, the founder of Social for Brokers. Chris has been undertaking design projects for clients for nearly a decade now. And with his background in a state agency, his knowledge of the property market enables him to help brokers create relevant content, which will in turn increase interaction on brokers' social media channels. Chris, how are you? How has this year been for you so far?
1: Very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you inviting me on. Um, last 12 months, I think like everybody, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a whirlwind, hasn't it, to be honest? Um, I got put on furlough from uh, an estate agent well obviously a year ago the first day that it was allowed and I just went full steam really that was so the last 12 the last 12 months have been like 12 hour days building this business but uh love doing it so it's it's been a great great last 12 months mate thank you well following on from that
0: prior to you know, you know creating social for brokers what was your your career like what were your experiences like in the lead up to you know before actually creating
1: social for brokers So um, I I worked in golf for a while when I was 15 until I was about 25, 26, I think it was. And uh, I did a web design course at college, one of these night school courses. Absolutely loved it because I've always been into IT. been a bit of a geek, really, with computers. Um, Used to code on my MySpace MySpace page and all those kind of things. So I did a web design course at, at night school and... Had a little like design business on the side, doing friends' websites, um, helping people with a bit of their social media, and that's what really got, got me into it. I then started chatting away to a, a mortgage broker who worked at the estate agent that I was at, and um, she needed some help with the social media, so I started to help her with that, and it gained a lot of traction over a few months and she said to me Chris you should offer this as a service I've got I know so many brokers that would want this service and uh, yeah that's how it that's how it started really kind of drummed up the name social for brokers but a funny story actually I'll tell you I work for a big corporate estate agents once and this was 2014 just when I'd started with them and uh, I said to the boss at the time who's a very good friend now I said to her what we need to do is to build this local brand for the estate agents. I know we're a big corporate company, but if we can build this local brand, I think we're going to win in years to come. So she said, yeah, I believe in you. I set up all the pages. Like the, I think it was Facebook, Twitter, and it was another, it was an Instagram at the time. Maybe it was LinkedIn. I set those up, came in the day after and head office had said, Nope, not allowed it. We do everything from head office and deleted all the pages. And then I thought, wow you've got to you've got to think a bit more local and i'll get into it in a bit but it just shows how now those corporate companies are trying to build a local brand and and the mindset's completely shift now shifted
0: yeah before we go into all of that i must say i noticed your golf clubs in the room uh with line of duty being so big at the moment and you're saying you spent time in golf isn't are you the caddy are you h you've worked Uh in computers pcs
1: I haven't. I've never watched. Well, I watched maybe the first series of Line of Duty, but I've got people that are trying to find pubs on a Sunday that are showing it. It's like them watching, really? The yeah, people are like, "Where, where they're playing a uh, Line of Duty on Sunday?" But no, I don't know any of Line of Duty, so I do apologise. But yeah, I've played. Well, my mum's Scottish. But if you were, so-
0: if you were the the villain in Line of Duty, that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> is that is that how it is? Is it <laughs> basically? Yeah. Um, in terms of looking over the past year especially with um not just what you you specialize in and your expertise but also what you absorb as well and what you you know can instinctively smell in the market what have you made of any changes to human behavior in the past 12 months particularly in relation to maybe how clients and brokers or even clients and estate agents would interact with each other do you think any of them are going to be permanent or do you think the people some people say things go back to normal i'm not quite sure
1: what that means Hmm. I think one word we can all agree on is the word Zoom. It's completely changed everybody's outlook, whether it be, yeah, people are going to use Teams and Google Hangouts and things. But I think people have been a lot more accepting of video calls now and video content in terms of property. So if I cover the online meetings first, if you think of a couple of busy parents that have children and they need to get to a mortgage broker's appointment at 6 p.m. They've got to arrange to get the kids looked after. They've got to get them fed. They've got to ship them off to the grandparents. Then they've got to drive to the office and sit down with the mortgage broker. Within five minutes, the head's buzzing. Then they've got to go home and get the kids. It's a three, four-hour process. Whereas with a Zoom call now, you can sit in the living room, put the kids on the PlayStation, and they've only got to use an hour of their time with the mortgage broker. So that's where I think people have accepted it. And I think that will become a lot more of the norm for people. There will be people that want to see face to face. But then on the property side of it, a lot of people are a lot more open to video tours now. And they have I think they've got to be proper video tours. Like I've seen some properties that say video tour and it's just a slideshow of the images I'm not there to watch a PowerPoint, mate. I want to I wanna watch a proper video. And this, the property that I'm renting now, I never saw it because it was during lockdown. And it forced me. I had to watch a video and make a decision. So that's where it will change. A lot more people will want to see videos of properties. But a lot more people are used to social media now. I've got um, kind of family members that had never been on Facebook up until last year. Lockdown, bored. Let's get on Facebook and have a look. So there's a lot of things online that have changed and, and they will stick. And I think Zoom calls and property videos are the, are the two main ones that are going to stick with people.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a huge, you know, convenience element to that. And I think yeah. I'm surprised it's taken that long. But like you say, you know, all of us now, it's funny how expectations change. I had a great story from years ago about a, an American businessman who was taking a flight from Australia To america and they announced um much to his dismay on the runway that they thought they were going to be one of the first ever planes to have full high speed wi-fi for the entire flight all right so you could actually have your devices on and everything else and he was devastated he was like this is the one chance i get where i haven't got a million phones ringing off emails going off i've got business interests all over the world like i actually look forward to this little spell where i can just try and switch off we said anyway People on the plane were like in hysteria it was unbelievable this was a miracle okay so obviously it takes there were delays taken off and then they were stuck on the runway so actually from this announcement being made i think about an hour had passed and then about 25 minutes into the flight the wi-fi went down Mm. and there was carnage complaints people kicking off and it was interesting that from a slightly different on a bit of a tangent from what we were discussing just before, what was um, a miracle an hour and a half before had very quickly become an expectation and then almost a disappointment. And something that I sort of that can see happening as a bit of a journey, which has taken probably a couple of decades to go through, is that We are finding with various brands and various operations now that uh, we don't have to dance around them to get what we want, Mm -hmm. even in stupid things. So like previously you would have to walk the chippy, queue up, get your food, go back. Then you could phone ahead, maybe collect, but you're still, you know, going out in whatever British weather and probably still queuing and wondering why you phoned ahead in the first place. And now, what you literally go on an app and get it delivered don't leave your own home Crazy. Do it when you want to do it and um i think in, in other sectors you can go start to finish in various uh you know various different sectors i suppose but you can go start to finish pretty seamlessly can't you and 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 you probably accept it when you're dealing with a Sky or a BT or someone like that because of the sheer size of an operation. I suppose you give them an unfair amount of leeway when it comes to delays getting in touch with them. But when you're in something like a state agent, some mortgage broker, that kind of industry, you've got. I, I can see the, the level of responsiveness, the level of convenience, which you know you're referencing there in Zoom, like you say. People have got jobs, they've got family commitments, whether it's kids or not. Then you've got hobbies, you've got to keep, you know, all these kind of things factored in it. Sort of being able to be digitally agile and extremely convenient. Plus, when you look at what some of the big brands are going to be doing, I've got no doubt. I I, I believe from 2022 onwards, you'll be allowed to sign land registry deeds and documents digitally for the first time. And it'd be, it'd be totally
1: fine there. It's only 15, 20 years late, isn't it? You yeah. know I mean? <laughs> Instead of, I'm surprised we don't still send land registry documents via bloody carrier pigeon. Like the HM land registries, it's cr- when I worked in the estate agents, even some of the like solicitors are saying, no, we need it faxed. And you think it, things have to move forward. And this is what the pandemic has done. I think it's fast forwarded us five years, even more than that, I think, because... There's no way that people would accept video calls if they wanted. To. Some brokers will say, I only do video calls now, which is understandable. You can do. If you'd have said that two years ago, there'd be an outrage. I remember being at the corporate estate agency trying to. We had a mortgage broker in the office and you'd obviously book appointments for them. And I'd say this person, they can't come in on this day, but they're free on the phone Friday. They're down in London, but they really want to speak to it. No, nope, it has to be face-to-face. And I'm thinking, surely you can do a telephone appointment just to get the initial conversation. For, like, no, it has to be face-to-face. And they almost force people into it. Whereas now, they'd be jumping at the chance. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying I've, I've been right in the past. I'm just saying it's fast-forwarded that process and it's forced people into doing so.
0: Yeah, on a personal level of oh, the last year, and I'm still fighting this daily, I I use a system called Calendly, which a mate of mine yeah. got me into. So that in essence, what you can do with your diary is you can basically set aside whatever time you want for doing whatever administration it might be or work that you want to do. And you can select the times of day when you will be available or when you think you should be available, in essence, to take calls. So it's really effective because people can use that link for various and you can set up loads of different types of meetings and you can book a call in and hypothetically what it will do is send you both a meeting invitation, go in your dat di- in, in whatever diaries for both participants or however many participants you're involved in the process, text reminders or email reminders, things like that. So for me it's a phenomenal because it's interesting with me. I've got some people at sort of decision maker level who have taken to that like a duck to water. Mm -hmm. And they kind of use that and understand it and actually are putting it into their own businesses now because they can see how effective it is. I've got other people who literally want to play email tennis with me for however many weeks and then go into an old school outlook system to try and book something in. And it's like, have you got any idea the resources we've wasted in doing this email tennis, because I try and be polite and say, if you want to come back to me with dates, you can't, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to be like, you don't book it. <laughs> if you yeah. don't book it, I'm not bothering. The time that it wastes and everything is just absolutely ridiculous. And I think absolutely. things like that on people's websites as well, I think would be very uh, impactful. And I think the other thing that it's actually, look, it's a Gary V thing as all these things tend to be. But a few years ago, I noticed Gary Vaynerchuk had set up a text line, an yeah. SMS line. I thought that's interesting because uh, one of his stock phrases is "Watch what I do, not what I say." Mm-hmm. And then on a um, a conference or something, someone asked him a question about it, and it was interesting. He said, "Well, people are now only going into their texts for important things, and you don't get that many. And when you do, they're in-. but I think what excites him is 100% open rate." There's madness, isn't it? The text so,
1: is huge.
0: Yeah. So I think email to text, text to email. Uh, there's an organization called Click Send that you that know, we've got on our website, funnily enough. But they that's a great feature. And I think mortgage brokers could do really well with that because I think it really leads itself to getting those five star reviews in at the end and mm-hmm. being able to get that feedback in but also if I'm a mortgage broker and I'm on social media or a website or I'm communicating with people how good is it for them to be able to text the business if you like Um you can actually respond via email or you, or you can have your works phone and just turn it into sms that way but I think that's the next convenient factor when, you, when you're looking ahead to the next decade because what the 25 to 35 age bracket that are going to become your 35 to 45 so are you know, yep, buying, that, buying that bigger house, um, doing that remortgage for the house extension. They're the Instagram and TikTok kids. Yeah, so
1: I wouldn't be surprised if, never mind SMS, it's DMs that they want. It could go that way, couldn't it? There's a couple of tools there that I think people about listening will find helpful. You use Calendar, a great bit of software. But if you want a diary system for the office for people, use something called Acuity it's an unbelievable piece of software you can link it up to your outlook you can have loads of different calendars and you can do exactly what you've talked about in canonly but you can also take payments on there people can take payments can book slots so if you wanted to say you do a master class or something you could kind of write 15 pound deposit Do you know what i mean you could acuity is a great bit of software um and i'm helping uh the mortgage broker that I started with, Kate McTurn, and we're we're speaking about that shortly and installing that's a great bit of software. And then the second thing, you talking about WhatsApp, and it goes back to the time thing. On on a website, you can now have a, a plugin that is WhatsApp. So if you, most people will look at a website on their phone, they can hit that WhatsApp button, it opens WhatsApp on their phone and they can send that mortgage broker a message straight away. They don't have to hold the number, press copy, save it, save mortgage advisor, then write a message to WhatsApp. Hit that button and it will take you straight through. So those are two things that I think will really push mortgage brokers forward in the ability of clients to get contact with them. As Gary Gary V says, he's reducing the friction. That's all we're trying to do in life. Like you talked about the chip shop, I can sit here and have a chip here in ten minutes. It would take me fifteen minutes to get ready to go out to go and get it to come back. So it's reducing friction again for me, and, and that's what we all need to do and use technology in for, for the positives rather than thinking about the negatives of it.
0: Going to pause the show and go and get a chip, you know. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> hungry just just the thought of that. Just make the, it
1: seamless so it sounds like we've carried on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: indeed. The yeah, it's going to be interesting post September 2021. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people in the accountancy business, the insolvency business, and in big commercial lending who are extremely nervous. Um, I know quite a few accountants who have not been able to set up business accounts for new companies this year. because 90% of the banks will. And I'm not talking about overdrafts here. I'm not talking about any sort of lending other than just literally a business current account. Not interested. The feed, you know, I think you've got 18% of the country on furlough, 3 million unemployed, furlough due to end, obviously later this year. With, let's say, some uncertainty over the economy, uh, especially 2022 moving onwards, you'd imagine that lenders post September, I suspect, will be extremely cautious in respect the criteria, but that means there are gonna be a huge amount of potentially, let's call them non-vanilla cases, and people who um, may have normally looked to go for, I don't know, product transfers, or quite often would have been able to go through um, various uh, structures or formats, for want of a better phrase, where let's say knowledge maybe wasn't as important, how do you think economic uncertainty and what's gone on in the past year and what's come, does that change your strategy and what you think of the outlook ahead when you're looking at it both yourself and when you're looking at it for your mortgage broker clients?
1: I think we just need to be more informative as, as an industry. And perfect example for this is because when I started the business was, was obviously at the beginning of this pandemic in this particular field. And the people that I saw win on social media were the people that gave value about the mortgage payment holidays because I knew people that wrote blogs and got a lot of traffic through their website because it was one of the most searched terms in March, April time last year. I knew a lot of people that did videos on social media. And although people weren't losing their jobs or weren't in that position, John Smith, who released a video about mortgage payment holiday, Somebody messaged him saying, look, if it happens, what do I do? How do I cut? Now that person has given value over Dave Jones down the road. So we're always going to go to the John Smith mortgages. So I would say one, making sure you give as much information as possible, especially when it is going to be quite a tricky time for people and there's there's gonna be a lot of jargon out there. Like we never knew what furlough meant 18 months ago. I've never used the F-word before, but I hope I never use it again. Do you know what I mean? Not that F-word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, not that one. Drop a couple of F bombs elsewhere. Um, but it's it's things like that, like mortgage payment holiday. Okay, a lot of people probably didn't know what that was, but if you can explain those kind of terms, there's gonna be more terms coming. You talking about the insolvency of businesses, setting up current accounts. If people can help with that, that's that's going to be key. The second one is just being personal on social media. And this is pandemic or no pandemic. I think you're always going to win on social media if you show your personality. Now, I use a lot of humour. I use a lot of stupid jokes because that's the, that's the kind of person I am. And if somebody picks up the phone to me, I'm the same on social as I am on the phone please try and do that as much as possible because for example if I saw somebody that uploaded a, a, a post about golf that was a mortgage broker I'd much more inclined to resonate with them than somebody who upload a post about skiing because I have no interest in that so by being that personal you're going to attract people that you want to do business with and again that's pandemic or no pandemic I think you should always be personal on social media And
0: that's it for part one. Tune in next week to hear part two with Chris from Social for Brokers with loads more insights, tips and hints. In the meantime, please stay well and don't forget to check out the products and services at themortgagebrokerclub.co.uk.